Welcome to Outside the Box, questioning a basic assumption. Today's topic is no more lockups. If a person inflicts pain, physical, psychological, financial, economic, and someone else, shouldn't they be punished by being locked up for what they did? Well, of course you might say, and that's been the answer for decades and centuries. But more and more, we're recognizing that punishing someone by incarcerating them for some harm they caused did not necessarily teach them a lesson or end that behavior. In fact, in many cases, it makes them do more hurtful things and harm other innocent people as well. If I hit you, should you hit me back? Probably not, because we might just keep on hitting each other. Locking people up makes the public and communities less safe, not more. The deterrent value of the threat of incarceration is sometimes effective in preventing crimes, but once a person is caught and detained, the amount of the sentence has no significant benefits to public safety. Three studies in the U.S., Australia, and the Netherlands all found that longer sentences did not significantly reduce recidivism where a person was convicted of reoffending. A sentence of one year versus 10 years made little difference to what happened after a person was released. A Pew Charitable Trust study showed that locking up drug users or traffickers did not reduce drug use, drug arrests, or drug overdose deaths. The report recommended alternative, cheaper methods such as treatment to address substance use disorder. And criminologist Todd Clear has written that incarceration may actually increase crime through replacement of offenders, such as drug dealers taken off the streets with new and younger people. Clear also wrote that the deterrent effect of incarceration wears off for those with longer sentences, and the damage to families from incarceration causes more people to offend. From 1973 to 1995, incarceration rates increased by five times, but crime rates barely changed. While the incarcerated population has remained at over 2 million since the mid-90s, the crime rate has shrunk significantly. What is clear is that being held in jail, even if those arrested are pretrial and not convicted of any crime, can be seriously damaging. Those incarcerated often lose their job, housing, income, health care, safety net programs, family stability, and self-esteem. If they lose those, they may not have any choice for income for their basic needs other than activities considered illegal. The annual cost in the U.S. of keeping over 2 million people caged is $80 billion. In Penobscot County, where I live, the county's annual expenses between the jail and law enforcement is over half of the total county budget of $24 million. Over $11 million between county and state funds is earmarked for the jail alone. There are hidden costs as well, such as the installation of home security systems, extra bright streetlights, lost wages, 
and divorced families. We lock our doors, refuse to go out at night, and distrust our neighbors. Is this any way to live? We would do much better to concentrate on policies that promote community safety and justice rather than law enforcement. Less control and more self-control, which is the emphasis of crime prevention in Europe. Treatment for issues such as substance use disorder and mental health or brain disorders should be taken out of the jails and prisons and put into therapeutic facilities instead. What we need are other ways to confront and sanction a person who does something harmful without the need to lock them up. We need to focus on rehabilitation and much, much less on punishing. In a future outside the box, I'll offer a list of better alternatives to incarceration. When have you been punished or punished someone else? Did it help? or hurt. I'm Larry Danzinger, supporting alternatives to punishment, which would lock people up. <laughs>